Hey, welcome to Wayfair. This is Aaron. It's week two of our Lenten journey. Each week you'll have a chance to hear some good music and a story from somebody at Central. From our box-filled basements to the county jail, we'll learn a little bit about each other and we'll discover that we're not alone on this journey. Each week we'll listen to scripture, we'll pray together, and we'll remember places where we can join in God's work of peace and justice. Now, I don't know about you, but sometimes this journey of Lent uncovers things for me that I'd rather let lie. When we venture out into the wilderness, into these quiet spaces, sometimes we encounter old ghosts, wounds that still haven't healed, or guilt over things left undone, or shame for our hurtful words. Sometimes even Jesus looks strange. Old images of God that were formed in tradition steeped in fear, vestiges of some great vengeful eye watching intently for any misstep, or the amalgamation of perfectionistic parenting and power-hungry preachers and embedded moralities that shame any of our variances. Sometimes when I try to enter into silence and contemplation, I worry about what I'll find. Who will I meet there? Will it be that vengeful God that still haunts me from so long ago? The one that constantly threatened punishment? Will it be the God that demands perfect obedience without question? Will it be the God that is ashamed of me and can't even look on my sinfulness? You know, our anxieties can sometimes make it hard to see what God is really doing. And in the end... I guess it comes down to faith. Who is this God that we seek? Today, as we look at the story of the woman at the well, we find a God who's not ashamed of our bad reputations or of our social status. We find a God who doesn't demand perfection or look for ways to punish us. Rather, we find a generous God who goes out of the way to meet somebody who's on the margins. A God who opens up the past in a way that is healing and is transformative. A God who embraces all of us and welcomes us into a generous communion. Today, I hope that you can see a God that knows you fully, that loves you completely, not in spite of your shortcomings, but because you are God's child. You are beloved. So, listen to your heart. Be attentive to the spark of the divine within you as we journey together. If you're thirsty and running dry Come to the riverside Cup your hands in the stream of life Come to the riverside If you're hungry and feeling faint Come to the riverside Don't be shy now, fill your plate Come to the riverside 
Bring your burdens and lay them down What you lack is no account There's enough in God's good hands A broken pieces are blessed and shared If you're tired and you've lost your way Come to the riverside Find a home in love's embrace Come to the riverside Bring your worries and let them rest No one here is perfect, yeah As God uncovers life hidden deep Our weakness loses its gravity If you're sore and shuffling Come to the riverside Quiet waters will ease the sting Come to the riverside Bring your sorrows and set them free Scatter them upon this breeze Though some wounds will always ache Peace may find you along the way If you're thirsty and running dry Come to the riverside Cup your hands in the stream of life Come to the riverside John 4. But Jesus had to go through Samaria. So he came to a Samaritan city called Sychar, near the plot of ground that Jacob had given to his son Joseph. Jacob's well was there, and Jesus, tired out by his journey, was sitting by the well. It was about noon. A Samaritan woman came to draw water, and Jesus said to her, Give me a drink. His disciples had gone to the city to buy food. The Samaritan woman said to him, How is it that you, a Jew, ask a drink of me, a woman of Samaria? Jews do not share things in common with Samaritans. Jesus answered her, If you knew the gift of God and who it is that is saying to you, Give me a drink, you would have asked him and he would have given you living water. The woman said to him, Sir, You have no bucket, and the well is deep. Where do you get that living water? Are you greater than our ancestor Jacob, who gave us the well, and with his sons and his flocks drank from it? Jesus said to her, 
Everyone who drinks of this water will be thirsty again. But those who drink of the water that I will give them will never be thirsty. The water that I give will become in them a spring of water gushing up to eternal life. The woman said to him, Sir, give me this water so that I may never be thirsty or have to keep coming here to draw water. Jesus said to her, Go, call your husband and come back. The woman answered him, I have no husband. Jesus said to her, You are right in saying I have no husband, for you have had five husbands, and the one you have now is not your husband. What you have said is true. The woman said to him, Sir, I see that you are a prophet. Our ancestors worshipped on this mountain, but you say that the place where people must worship is in Jerusalem. Jesus said to her, Woman, believe me, the hour is coming when you will worship the Father, neither on this mountain nor in Jerusalem. You worship what you do not know. We worship what we know, for salvation is from the Jews. But the hour is coming, and is now here, when the true worshipers will worship the Father in spirit and truth. For the Father seeks such as these to worship him. God is spirit, and those who worship him must worship in spirit and truth. The woman said to him, I know that that Messiah is coming, who is called Christ. When he comes, he will proclaim all things to us. Jesus said to her, I am he, the one who is speaking to you. Many Samaritans from that city believed in him because of the woman's testimony. He told me everything I have ever done. So when the Samaritans came to him, they asked him to stay with them. And he stayed there two days, and many more believed because of his word. They said to the woman, It is no longer because of what you said that we believe, for we have heard for ourselves, and we know that this is truly the Savior of the world. Today for our story, we're talking with Gerard Howe. Gerard was pastor at Central Baptist for 14 years, and now he's Central's pastor emeritus. After retiring at Central, he spent several years working as a chaplain with the Department of Corrections in Lexington. I always enjoy getting a chance to talk with Gerard. He's always got great stories to tell, from tales of sailing with Jane to old family folklore. Gerard sees the beauty in life. The story that Gerard is going to tell today takes place during the time he was working as a chaplain at the jail. Here's Gerard. I was 62 years of age, and I moved into uh, uh, over to the chaplaincy after I retired from Central at the chaplaincy at the county jail. And, uh, about the first week I was there, uh, one of the social workers asked me to visit a lady, and I call her Jean, not really her name, and uh, said, I've been talking to Jean, but I really think she needs to just talk to a pastor right now. So I went in to see her. Um, Jean was a person uh, who was in there for prostitution. At least that's what she was uh, that's that's why they arrested her at the time. 
she had a nice smile, but had a black tooth, a dead tooth right there in front. So when she began to talk to me, she covered her tooth up and she she was telling me uh, the pilgrimage she'd gone through and didn't go into intimate details about it because she'd done this with the social worker. But she said, uh, when I've always made bad choices with men and I've always had poor experiences uh, with men. Men have abused me. And she said, it started in my teen years with my family family. And uh, she moved herself from the now to her teen years back to her childhood days. And when she got to her childhood days, she said, I discovered there was an innocent child there. And at that time, I noticed that she dropped her hand from her lips and she straightened up. And she realized that the person she was born to be was still a good person. But after that, she always had a great smile whenever I saw her. It was, hello, chap. And it was just a different person, a totally different person. I would still love to capture that little innocent look that she had when she discovered that child. Mm -hmm. uh, I still haven't figured this true, full story out of that one yet, what it means to discover discover our, that innocent child there. It was beautiful. It was always encouraging me. I, I don't think I'll ever forget her. Mm. I'll never forget her. We'll wrap things up with Gerard in just a minute. But first, here's some music from Jane Tatum. Jane's been a member at Central for a couple of years now. She has a great repertoire, and she's always sharing some new music, great stuff that I haven't heard before that's thoughtful and encouraging. Jane's been performing for a long time with her band Laurel Branch. She's worked in local government in Virginia and Kentucky and also makes some beautiful jewelry at Blue Jay Designs. Here's Jane. Someday we'll roll away the stone that we have carried for so long And all our burdens will be gone, I can't wait We will find our way to an understanding of all views And no prayers will be refused, I can't wait Seems we have gone too far Now we don't know where we are I believe we'll find a guiding star I can't wait I 
Faith is the final place where all of fears have been erased and locks have fallen from the gates. I can't wait. Someday we'll roll away the stone that we have carried for so long. And all our burdens will be gone. I can't wait. Someday we'll roll away the stone that we have carried for so long. And all our burdens will be gone. I can't wait. was it about about these songs especially um i can't wait is one i i haven't heard well i've I've heard it before but only from you so what is it about that song that you think that that draws you to well it it? came off of a kind of a folky traditional um recording of three guys that um, are all pretty good instrumentalists and have done different things over the years the reason i like that song is it's sort of a gospel song that um is not real heavy-handed but like a lot of songs i do there's one line in it that, that makes it worth doing because I just think, you know, songwriters call it a hook line. In this case, and it's often part of the refrain or the chorus, in this case I think it's the very first line, which is, someday we'll roll away the stone that we've carried for so long. Well, that is Easter imagery in its finest where, you know, the women go to the tomb expecting to find Jesus, and surprise, surprise, the, the stone is rolled away. So for us, I think, surprise, surprise, we need to put down our bag of rocks or whatever it is. In this, the way this line is, just, we're carrying the stone. We need to put it down. Mm. And uh, whatever burdens you have, you know, mental, emotional things, you know, Easter's coming. The resurrection yeah. is coming, and so that's the good news for us. Why should I feel discouraged? Why should the shadows come? Why should my heart be lonely and long for heaven and home? When Jesus is my portion, my constant friend is he. His eye is on the sparrow. I know watches me his eyes on the sparrow I know he watches me I sing because I'm happy I sing because I'm free his eyes on the sparrow I know watches me let not your heart be troubled his tender words I hear and resting on his goodness I lose my doubts and fears though by the path he leadeth but one step I may see his eye is on the sparrow I know he watches me his eye is on the sparrow I know he watches me 
I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His eyes on the sparrow. I know he watches me. Wherever I am tempted, whenever clouds arise, when song give place to sighing, when hope within me dies, I draw the closer to him. He care, he sets me free. My eye is on the sparrow. I know he watches me. His eyes on the sparrow. I know he watches me. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. His I know he watches me. Sometimes it's easy to get caught up in the news cycle and forget that there's also good news happening all around us. Here's a place that's bringing good news to our community. Lexington Habitat for Humanity is celebrating 30 years of building homes, communities, and hope. Habitat lives out its vision that everyone has a decent place to live with its traditional home buyer program, which has provided almost 450 low-income families the opportunity to build and buy their own homes. They also serve Lexington with the Love Your Neighborhood program, which provides home repairs. This program has helped over 75 low-income homeowners preserve their homes, reduce their costs, and age in place. Love Your Neighborhood also supports neighborhood and public projects, cleaning up streets and improving community parks. Lexington Habitat's global engagement has supported over 400 families internationally, with current funds supporting orphans and vulnerable groups in Malawi. With Habitat, what we see is lives changed. Families come to us and they have a home, but what they don't have is a decent place where they can create and build that home for their families. And that's true for our home buyers. It's true for the families who come to us who've lived in their homes for many years and are aging and want to stay in those homes. One of the most rewarding things is to watch the smiles and the tears that come from those families who now have strength and self-reliance through shelter that they did not have before. For more information on services or how to support Habitat's ministry, visit LexHabitat.org or call 859-252-2224. Okay, now let's get back to Gerard as he reflects on his experience while working as a chaplain at the jail. The thing I discovered out at jail is first I thought my job was go out there to be Christ to others. But I finally discovered what Matthew 25 is trying to tell us we need to see Christ in others. And here here I am, the, the minister, supposed to be ministering to this lady, and she 
gave me a life-changing lesson. Mm. I had met Christ in the prostitute. I spent a lot of time on self-worth and just one day realized that that is not something I create. That is something that was created in me at birth, and I need to claim that. And we are created in the very image of God. Self-esteem is involves achievement. Worth does not. We are born with that. And if we can't come to the point of accepting that reality, then uh, we really haven't freed ourselves to live life fully. And we can't, we can't force it. We don't need to force it, I guess is what I should say. We don't need to force it. Mm -hmm. uh, trust God's grace to work at God's own pace within your life without trying to stretch to make it happen, and it'll come. Well, thanks so much for sharing the story. I'm very glad to. I really, really appreciate it. Lord, we come to you in this Lenten season full of thanks for the path you have set before us. As we prepare our hearts to rid ourselves of the unnecessary, may we find you amidst the hectic moments of our daily lives. Teach us to desire justice over comfort. May you show us peace in the chaos. Help us to be instruments of your love throughout our busy days. And remind us that only through you will our thirst be truly quenched. Shower us with your love grace, and mercy. In Jesus' name, amen. Whatever I do, wherever
God's hand that leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me by his own hand. He leadeth me. His faithful Whatever lot I see, since tis thy hand that leadeth me. He leadeth me, he leadeth me by his own hand. He leadeth me. His faithful follower I would be, for by his hand. And when my task on earth is done, when by thy grace the victory's won, in death's cold wave I will not flee, since God through Jordan leads. Thanks so much to everybody who helped out with the podcast today. Thanks, Gerard, for sharing your story with us. Thanks to Jane Tatum for playing music for us today. Thanks to Sharon Holonia for offering a prayer. And to Laura Levins for reading scripture for us today. Wayfarer is a production of Central Baptist Church in Lexington, Kentucky. A loving, healthy, and progressive gathering of Christians where everyone is welcome. No exceptions. Find out more about Central at LexCentral.com. This episode was produced by me, Aaron Austin. Thanks to everyone who joined in, and thanks to you for listening. 